Welcome to the final episode of Her Dark Impression, Series 3. I think this is episode 12. Is it? Mm. Wow, there were a lot of episodes in Yeah, it's a long book. Yeah, it really is a long old book. So we're going to talk about chapter 36, The Broken Arrow, 37, The Dunes, and 38, The Botanic Garden. So this is the end of the book. Mm-hmm. Having finished it, are you satisfied? I'm very satisfied with the ending, but a little bit heartbroken, mm-hmm. very emotional. So when did we leave the children? Where did we leave them? We left them... Father um, Gomez had been killed yeah, by and they, they Balthamos. Were, and they were, you know, kissing and mm, being cute yeah. and walking away together. And, and it was very lovely. Yeah. Um, and they, they, and dust had found a home inside them. Yes, but they still didn't have their demons. No. In this chapter, we finally their demons are back, and they approach the village first, but then they see an old friend, Serafina Pecola. Serafina Pecola. I feel like Serafina Pecola is very gentle in this bit. And mm. um, okay, I'm going to talk a little bit about the TV show. The Serafina Peckler in the TV show is not as, like, no. I imagined her being more blonde. Really? And, like, more, like, even though she's a witch, a bit more, like, you know, gentle. That's the word I can think of. But in the TV show, she's a bit more harsh. And mm. she does that thing where she just kills all those people really quickly. Yeah. I can't imagine her doing this bit. As sweetly as she does it in the book. Well, she firstly reveals the parallels between them. So she says that the reason that witches' demons can travel far from them is that there's a place in the north Mm. where something terrible happened once. And their young girls go to become witches by walking along the chasm that demons can't cross, Mm. leaving their demons behind. And that her demon, Kaisa, took a long time to go back to her just like the demons are doing now, avoiding Will and Lyra. And so this is why um, Will and Lyra have been okay mm-hmm. while they've been separated from them. Because um, they're not separated in the sense that Bolvanger was separating yeah. people from their demons. Yeah, they're not... They're still connected. Because mm. I suppose it's just in certain places in the world, the tug won't kill you mm. and you can carry on but yeah it, it, I, I, I really like this it explained a lot about the witches mm. and it also explained how they were able to survive because for most of the book I could just yeah. it kept going back to that so she says that Will's demon has a name mm. Kiryava and she says she will tell them what to do and the demons say, no, no, we can't, it's too soon. Mm. And so they kind of, they try and distract her. And she's like, I know what they're doing, but I'll let them because they they really want to try mm. and distract me. They tell her about how they'd been traveling through many worlds, seeing the windows and meeting angels and going to the the world of the Calavespians. Mm. And there's something that she they clearly don't want to talk about. So Serafina Pekela tells them that the Egyptians are coming and Emma's been very much wanting the Egyptians I to come back into the story. I have been wanting the Egyptians to come back. Yeah. 
we we get a little bit of them in there. Mm. A nice little touch of them. There's it's a... kind of it's kind of the phase of the series at the end where you meet all of the old characters and it's kind of like, well the ones that aren't dead. It's like the end of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. This it is, is yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um, the very long end. <laughs> the very no, but That's I'm just so thinking long. about the you know, they name everyone. They sort of meet everyone and then. Well, I'll make comparisons later because there's another thing that is very big comparison to make. And I think it's... Quite a lot of fantasy stories do this. Mm. Game of Thrones tries to do that in the end as well. Mm. To kind of tie it up again. Mm. And she says that they're going to settle soon. Mm. So they need to enjoy the flight that they have as the bird forms that they are at the moment. Yeah, because they're not going to be birds. And she said she can see a little bit into the future and she knows that they're going to be able to climb this high but not fly. Mm. And the last thing they do, they do is discuss this thing they can't tell the children and Serafina says you have to tell them. Mm. Yeah. So um, that... What I thought here was not only can the demons separate themselves, mm. They can also have their own experiences without yeah. telling yeah. them. And that, that's a very odd kind of... It's difficult. It's kind of like they've got two parts of them. It's witchy. Witchy, yeah. Like, they've kind of gone, I don't know, beyond. I don't know how to describe it. But, it's a, yeah, it's very, it's very magical and mm. interesting. But also, I'm not really sure how it will work and how you can make the comparison to us. You know? It might not necessarily mean anything, yeah. Maybe it's kind of like if you know something in the back of your mind, mm. but you can't quite pinpoint it. So Serafina leaves the demons and goes to see Mary, and she wakes her up in a very special way. Mm. So she goes into her dream, and she says, I'm going to wake you up. And then Mary wakes up, and she's like, oh... I think she That's the most just, restful way of waking up. I think she should just gone in and scared the crap out of her. <laughs> <laughs> did her, like, what was that thing that she did in the, the second book? Where she pretended to be a a god? Oh, yeah, Yumbayaka. Yumbayaka. Yumbayaka! So they walk together, and Serafina says that she can see Mary's demon. She's like, oh, could I learn how? Yeah, I could teach you. So Serafina tells Mary what she told the demons, and Mary says that they're in love. Mm. She goes, I know, isn't it wonderful? They've only just realised. But there's a tinge of sadness here, and I think we can already kind of guess what this secret is that the demons have to tell Will and Lyra. Also, Mary. I think this kind of... I'm just going to say this now. We did a special podcast on the play, mm. and the play opens with Will and Lyra sitting on a bench, upset because they can't speak to each other. And I, I kind of just thought, oh, this is quite a good, like, the classic play stuff, you know, mm. bench. Start the end. Yeah. But now when I was reading this, I was like, that's what that is. Mm. They're going to be trapped in each other's worlds. So the play did kind of, not not trapped. They're going to be trapped in their worlds, and they won't be able to cross. So the play did kind of um, spoil it for me. Mm. 
Nail bed. When you were watching the play, were you like, no, no. spoilers? <laughs> Mary then asks Serafina, would you like to see dust? And she shows her the spider and she's like, wow. And then she sees the children under mm. the tree and she sees that they're the source and the home of dust. Mm. And Serafina tells her how the angels will fill the abyss in the, uh, in the world of the dead. So that's good news. Yeah. That's going to stop that massive... I was Dust concerned sucking about the Hoover. Yeah. Yeah, it was the main problem, wasn't it? Mm. So how how do they how did she say they're gonna fill the abyss again? They don't really. Oh, I suppose they're very angels. Maybe some rocks. They, I mean, they are architecture. They can just sort of lay on top of each other. Yeah, true. And they're made of dust. So mm. they can sort of make a dust net. They'll oh. do some cool. Stuff. They'll do some stuff. And she, Serafina says that she's met Zephania, who told her about the fight Which between again? the chief angel. Have we met them before? Yeah, she was Lord Azrael, the, the commander under Lord Azrael. Oh, yeah. I mean, there were a lot of characters. I mean, Zephania doesn't really come into it much um, up to this point. I'm just, there were so many people hanging around with Lord Azrael. It was very complicated. King of Gunway. Lord yeah, Roke. exactly. Complicated names. That Madame Oxenteel. We, weirdly <laughs> similar to each other, but at the same time not similar enough at all. They sort of all merged into one. The only thing I could kind of like... I was like, okay, so Mr. that's... Mr. Basilides. I was like, that, yeah, they, I think they're angels, and I think these are tiny people, but yeah. I, apart from that, I can't make any... And that guy's an between. African king. Yeah. For some reason. <laughs> yeah, I think I remember the King of Gunway, maybe. Mm. Yeah. I think listening to the audiobook like I did the first time, because there's a cast of voice actors, it does really help because they have distinctive voices. Oh, yeah, that's cool. So In the TV show, it's just going to be... Uh, different James, actors. James McAvoy surrounded by tiny little people. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I'm, so excited, good, I'm excited to see James McAvoy talking to tiny people. <laughs> James McAvoy is so good. I know. I mean, you know that bit in the... In the... <sighs> And we hadn't seen him for like five episodes, and I was like, I forgot how good he is. He's so I, good. You know what he definitely is as well? Hot. Oh my god. Oh. So, so Serafina has met Zephania, and Zephania has told her about all of human history has been a fight between wisdom and stupidity, mm-hmm. and that wisdom has gained an edge just about, um, and that stupidity had been defeated once again but that it will come back like it's a cycle a bit like labor and the tories you know like you'll never it's... actually fully destroy each other you'll just balance each other out i think stupidity's definitely won yeah recently definitely it's definitely that's why this book can be so relatable even though it's a fantasy book it's mm. actually about very human things like mm. philip pullman's won awards for his humanist work and these books are, at, at the end of the day, about the very essence of what it's like to what it is to be human. Is there? Bill, do you think Philip Pullman voted Labour? Yes, he posted. Oh, did he? It, yeah. Was he like, I hate Boris Johnson. Well, he's a humanist, so he wants what's best for the most people. So Corwin very much encapsulates his ideas. I think. Just to uh, contextualise this, guys. We're recording this on the 17th of December. Five days. Yeah, five days since the... Uh, Dreaded exit poll. The, yes. Four days since the announcement. 
Mm. I've calmed right down about it. Yeah, I'm I kind have. of like, I don't want any more politics now. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> like... um, we've got this Brexit board that we update and I've literally just drawn a face with a line mouth and some eyes because we've got to remain politically neutral, but it's difficult to remain politically neutral when Brexit and the Tories are a thing. Serafina tells Mary about what happened to Metatron mm. and Mary's like, will you tell Lyra? And she's like, no, I, I won't. If, if she wants to ask, I'll tell her all. She's always got the alethiometer. So, uh, you know, she wants to know about how her parents died or okay. where her parents are. I think that's silly. And at the end of the chapter, Serafina breaks the arrow that she said that she would drive into Mrs. Coulter's heart. Uh... How do you think she feels about Mrs. Coulter, given that she was one of the two people to destroy Metatron. I think it's like when um, a politician you hate suddenly supports a policy that you completely agree with. Or champions a policy you agree with. Yeah. Mm. Um, or maybe that's not a very good comparison. I think I've just got politics in the mind. Um, I think she's a. I think she's like, oh. I think she probably feels the same about Mrs. Gorter than we do. Mixed. Completely mixed and very intrigued. Chapter 37, The Dunes. Dunes. Don't like this one. What? Sad. Sad. So the children's demons return to them, distressed and unhappy. Hmm. And I was like, what's wrong, Pam? And she's, and they say, we, we have to tell you something and something we've discovered in our travels. So what do the demons tell them? The demons tell them that... Um, the demons tell them that... You know when a teacher asks a student a question in class and then the student goes... So like, I don't know, Matthew, why did Hitler invade Poland? And I'm like, well, Hitler invaded Poland because... Well, he was sort of, you know, he was in Germany and he was looking at Poland. But the reason that he actually invaded was that I'm just playing for time. (laughs) And I'm trying to remember what my teacher has just said. (laughs) Just really reminded me of it. I know. I did the same face that I've done before to teachers. Um, I can imagine. So the demons tell Will and Lyra that. (laughs) <laughs> they are gonna have to stay in their own worlds uh, no <laughs> no no um the demons tell will and lyra that the subtle knife and the holes made by the subtle knife and all the different windows between the world mm-hmm. all the different windows between the worlds are what create Spectres, and Will kind of thinks, oh, actually, when I cut in that subtle knife, the little kind of hole, like, doesn't he say say that he sees kind of like a blackness, the gap, yeah, some kind of blackness, and he recognizes that. He recognized that when he was looking at the abyss, that there mm. was some familiarity. Mm. Um, so and... each window is leaking dust into yeah. its own abyss on um, the edge. Did I guess this, Matthew, when we were talking about what was better? I think so, yeah. 
you said when when with the uh, chapter of the abyss i think you mentioned something basically the same as that yeah mm. so um so the demons say we have to decide which world to live in um, either we go to lyra's or they come to ours said kirava kirava um because they can't leave any windows open and then will and lyra realize oh john parry told us that we if we um live in a world that we don't belong to in the long term then we'll sicken and die and we'll have about 10 years and then they at this point they have this realization that one of them is either going to have to live with the other one in their world and get very ill and then die or they're going to have to be completely separate and never see each other again well they actually say like the children say like oh we'll just open a window really quickly and then close it again Mm. but the demons actually at this point say Mm. well Zavania told us that the spectres um, each uh, each time a window is open, a spectre is made. Oh, did, did they? Yeah. Were we not talking about the spectres before? No. What, did, what were we saying? So initially the demons say mm. the windows leak uh, dust, dust yeah. into the abyss. Will and Lyra say, oh, we'll need to move worlds, but then they realise they'll get sick. Yeah. The demons... But then, they're, but then they're like, wait, we could just open a window yeah. really quickly. But the, the demon said, oh, we met an angel called Zephania mm-hmm. who told us that the spectres are made when we open a window. So they, they can't quickly hop back through the worlds to save the dust because a spectre will be made. Yeah. And they can't do that to people. Yeah, because they've seen the effect of um, spectres on people and now they know what make spectres that's why there are so many into the guts yeah because that's the world where most of the knives cuts were made Mm -hmm. it's the crossroads it's weird though because we don't hear anything about spectres being anywhere else do we not will's mum do you remember when lyra tells will about tulio's behavior yeah. after he's eaten by the spectre he he says oh that reminds me of my mother it might be a very weakened version i but they're, they're kind of a, that that's, that a, that's an interesting reading mm. but i don't about counting the bricks yeah to fend off bad thoughts. Bad thoughts. But Mrs. Parry look, goes, and I do it like I, if I'm having a rubbish day and like my mental health suffering, I'd like putting on a podcast and just concentrating on that for a bit. Mm. But but what we saw in in the in Chittagatse mm. was spectres that completely just kind of took away somebody's yeah demon demon mm. and then they there was no point to their life anymore and then they just drifted, drifted off, off like the severed children yeah. from Bolvang. but in wills in um 
with Will's mum, she's just got mental health problems. Mm. She's it's not a similar behaviour, isn't it? Yeah, but it? she's not lost any... I think I'm not saying she's been eaten by a spectre, but I'm saying there might be spectres around making her feel like that. A bit oh, like when okay. Will and Lyra were in the battle and they felt sick. and Like when you're, when you're feeling very anxious, when you have mm. a day and your, your anxiety's flaring up a lot, you feel ill and sick and you don't want to eat anything. Uh, yeah, I suppose maybe... It's just a similarity. Yeah, maybe, maybe there's a suggestion there that the spectres are kind of hanging around another world, but it's open don't, to interpretation. They don't yeah. have the power yeah. to take people's demons. That's interesting. Yeah. But oh, I, I thought you were going to say something like, "Oh, what about this person that completely lost their demon?" The part that wasn't severed. Who? I don't know. I thought because you, I don't know. Just, yeah. It's just the way you said you were like, really? And I was like, oh, wow. What, what mystery have I missed? <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. At this point, Will remembers Yorick saying that you don't understand what the knife does, the intention. Mm. A hammer intends to strike. Remember that conversation yeah. when they're forging the, in the chapter called The Forge? Yeah. When they're reforging the Saturn knife and Yorick says, I can't see the utter edge. I don't yeah. know what it does. I don't trust it and neither should you. Yeah. Oh, Yorick. So wise. And then Lyra realises, oh, it's all right. I'll just use the alethiometer and we'll find a way out of this. There must be a way. There are some fan theories which I want to discuss with you. And she tries it and she strains for the answer and then she realizes no she has to go back into the state and she goes mm. back into the state and tries again but the alethiometer has stopped working mm. firstly what i'll say about this is relating back to what mary and seraphina were discussing about how what shall we tell lyra what happened to her parents and they go oh she can just ask the alethiometer well she now she can't no but I think Serafina knew that Lyra wouldn't be able to use the lithium on anymore. Because I think it's... Why would she know? Because she seems to know a lot. More as a Farnia thing, in my opinion. Okay. Mm, I don't think Serafina So, so maybe, know. okay. I was annoyed with Serafina because I thought she knew. But well, Lyra could still ask Serafina back on. Yeah, that's true. I mean, she could still ask people. It's weird that she doesn't care. I think she's just, they were never really her parents. Yeah. But just from... She never really loved them. Mm. At no point in the books does she... I think Mrs. Coulter loves her and Lord Azrael respects her, but I don't think it's ever reciprocated in these books. In, in There's the, not a bond there. In the first book, because of the arc, you really think they're going to... Mm. That they're, they're, they're like hinting at this bond between them. But then from the subtle... Philip life, Pullman may have been intending to go down that and then yeah. changed his mind, yeah. Yeah, but then Philip... But then um, I suppose after Lord Ashley was like, oh, I don't care about you. And she's like, mm. well, nah. Um, I'll go and find a sexy boy from another <laughs> world. Yeah, so from the subtle life onwards, she's kind of like... not really bothered about him. Mm. Um, yeah, I suppose. Do you have another point? You said firstly. Oh, that was sort of... Oh, um... Secondly, I've got some theories about why this is. So I think it's... 
because her mission is now completed. Yeah. But I also think it's because her demon is on the verge of settling and she's no longer a child. Those are actually the same thing, though, aren't they? No. Because her ultimate destiny was to become the home of dust, which happened by realising her love for Will, which made her demon settle. I thought her demon was just settling around this time anyway because she was getting old. But it settles now. Yeah. In this chapter. True. Okay. So it's all to say it's, it all yeah. happened at the same time. But yeah, I, I agree. I think that's. But what I was also going to say. It is... came to her through, through grace because she needed it too. Yeah, and but I also think that as a child, you're more able to reach that mind state. Yeah, it's more imaginative. Yeah. Yeah, you're it's, right. It's yeah. like when I was younger, I used to come up with all these stories, and yeah. now I'm like. I had to really like push myself into that mindset to start mm. being able to think of stories again. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to tell you a little story now. So when I went to my grandparents' house with my little brother, who's like five years younger than me, I always used to come up with an incredibly convoluted game for the whole weekend. It would be like some kind of plot of like the house is a restaurant or something like that, or we're witches and we've got to live there. <laughs> and then Charlie would think it was great. And then the years went by, and then I got a bit old for it. And he was just there, like, come on, Emma, you've got to think of a game. Because he's five years yeah. younger than you, <laughs> And I'd be there, like, oh, my God. Right. <laughs> um, this is a boarding school. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, this is a shop. Go and um, make some stuff for the shop. And that will very much satisfy his it's... Uh, need for a game. A beautiful time when you're a child when that's... I, I used to go around to my best friend Phil Hobbs' mm. house because his dad was a vicar. Mm. So he, I used to go around to his house after school when my parents were working. We used to go around the back of the, the guide's hut, which mm. was in the grounds of the church. And there were some really cool trees that you could climb really easily. And we'd play Robin Hood like from four o'clock till like <laughs> half past seven. <laughs> Solidly, and it was amazing, and it was probably the best. Was it based on play. the BBC's Robin Hood? It was not. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I but was, yeah, so yeah. so Lyra's moved on from that time mm-hmm. in her life where she she can slip into that imaginative mindset that will allow her to read the alethiometer, yeah. and the grace has left because her mission is over. Also, and I think these things are linked. Yeah, and you also, I'm just saying, when you when you come sort of when you reach puberty, you just suddenly become incredibly self-conscious. Yeah, oh, that, then, that's, that, that's a good point, yeah. And then beforehand you're like, I couldn't give... A monkey's ass. A monkey's ass, what I look like. Yeah, and that's true. And then your skin's all clear and you're like, yeah, cool. And then you're older and you're like, I'm spotty and I care. <laughs> <laughs> It's annoying. Isn't it? yeah. um, That's all Mrs. Court was trying to do. He's trying to stop the acne yeah. <laughs> by separating you from your demon. Your demon gives you acne. Um, so, yeah, she can't read it anymore. So Zephania arrives, the leader of the rebel angels, the victorious leader of the rebel angels now. Mm. And she flies down and asks directly to Will to show her how to close the windows. Because they need to close all the windows because dust is still leaking out. Mm. 
And Lyra asks her why she can't read the alethiometer anymore. And Stefania says it came through Grace, and now Grace has left her. But she could relearn it. And Lyra said it would probably take a long time, though, right? And Stefania says it would take a lifetime, but your understanding of it would be more complete mm. because you would have studied it. it. It wouldn't just come to you. You would know it more completely. Yeah. Not that she couldn't read it before, but she'd understand it more yeah. now. Yeah, and I suppose when she's when she is looking at the symbol, she's like, "Oh yeah, it means that because I don't know why." Yeah, it's sort of it's innocence and imagination. It's like if um, somebody was really really good at maths and just knew all the answers. Mm. They should actually be. They would probably fail the exam because they didn't show their work. <laughs> <laughs> do you not like that analogy <laughs> Will asks her if all of the windows have to be closed and Zephania says that consciousness makes dust mm -hmm. and that maybe if all of the people of all of the worlds embodied their life in learning and curiosity then perhaps one window could stay open that wouldn't create a spectre would it because it's already been open it's already been open oh, okay. one window could stay open and at this point, Will and Lyra are like, this is it, this is, this is the solution. And then they're like, no, yeah. the world of the dead, the window, they need to keep that window open. Yeah, and because that is the, one, like, I'd say the... The pinnacle of their mission. Yeah, they had a twofold mission, and that was their big first one. Yeah. Um, yeah, because the um, Malefa have made a little shrine to it, haven't mm. they? they? They visit that later, don't yeah. they? Zephania says all the windows must be closed and that there will be no more travel between the worlds except by angels, but they travel through a different way, apparently. Or by the way that Will's father, John, travelled. But again, that also takes a lifetime to learn. Well, how did he travel? Through, sha through seeing as a shaman. I thought But he... it's not real. It's Will's like, do you mean like a mad pretend imagination? She's like... Yes, but it's it is real. And Will's like that. I guess that would take a lifetime as well. Maybe yeah. uh, oh, I've just got this prediction of like because you know all this shamany stuff and the it's real but it's not real. I'm just imagining Will getting to like get teens and people being like, hey, "Do you want these psychedelic drugs?" And you're like, "Yeah, yeah, I take all these psychedelic drugs because I can see the the woman in my dream." <laughs> and they like Will just turns into a massive bell end. Just talks to everyone about magic mushrooms and LSD and like how, and then he can, he can never really form a proper relationship with any other woman because he's always looking for his <laughs> LSD girl. Well, I I think that <laughs> Will could. I mean, there there are two more Book of Dusts that I haven't read. The Secret Commonwealth oh, has yeah. just come out, so we'll see about that. I I think that in the it's in the future, Will Lyra. Of his no. <laughs> I think in the future Lyra will probably study the alethiometer and Will will try and learn the shaman ways. Mm. And maybe they'll all see each other again. Mm. Maybe once. Yeah. Um, Who knows? Also, when she's saying the way that John Parry travelled, she didn't mean the one when she when he found her. No, he, she meant how he was seeing. So Will shows Zafani how to close the windows and she thanks him and says if it helps all of the p 
people of all of the world who know your situation, their hearts bleed for you. Mm. And it's like, oh, goodness me. It really doesn't help. But it's yeah. sort of quite a nice thing to say. It was yeah, bittersweet. This, this, yeah, this bit, when I was reading it, I was like, I can kind of, I guessed it was coming, as I said, because of the play, but mm. it was pretty heartbreaking. And it's so sad. And I was imagining little Matthew like, Ugh. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> Once they leave, Will and Lyra talk about how they met and how Will was confused about Pan and then Lyra attacked him. She's like, no, I didn't attack you. Yeah. You did. And how, how they realised they liked each other. Mm. And at that moment, the demons settle. Mm. And Pan settles as a pine marten. And Kiriava settles as a cat with subtle fur. Mm. Pullman describes it as if if you were to describe Kiriava's fur, it's subtlety itself. And it's like, well, he is the uh, bearer of the subtle knife, so yeah. that does make sense. <laughs> Um, and so they realised, and they, they realised and they think, I mm, wonder if anyone else has realised this before, that they settled when they felt their lover's hands on them. Oh. I mean, that's an interesting theory, but it doesn't work for some people. I mean... It could be a catalyst for the settling. It doesn't necessarily have to be that. Yeah. I mean, there's some people who don't get together with anyone until they're, like, late 20s. Oh, it's interesting that Will's demon is a cat. Yeah. And it was a cat that made him into a murderer. or And a cat that showed him the window. Yeah, I'm, I'm using air quotes of the murderer thing. Because mm. you know how I feel about that. A bit disgusting. Um, mm. Yeah, he seems to be over it. He's not like, oh, a murderer. Mm. He's got over that now. He's seen too much. Yeah, bigger bigger things to worry about, right? Um, a pine martin is like a... Ferrety kind a of thing. Yeah. I guessed it's a much more impressive creature yeah. when I was... When you were guessing, I was like, lol, no. Well, I mean, her parents have insanely exciting demons. Mm. Snow leopard like and a, a golden monkey. Yeah. yeah. And she's there like, so I completely changed the entire world. But I've got a little ferrety type thing. With a cool name. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're very, it's very pretty. But yeah. We oh should we say this now? We did our little test. Mm. Oh yeah. We did a quiz. Oh, I'm really happy about this. We did a <laughs> <laughs> we did a quiz of um. It's a really good one. Um, it's very like in depth. Um, there's two two parts to this quiz to find out what your demon is. You you do one and you find out what kind of category it is, and then you do another to find out what type. I so I did mine, and I went through and I got rodent, and I was like, okay. I mean, there's lots of different types of rodents. So. Could be a cute little mouse, yeah, maybe a guinea pig, possibly a, a hamster. A rabbit. Yeah. And then uh, I did the second part and I got a rat. <laughs> and but they did this whole description about like what I'm like and it was like inquisitive and interesting. And like it was just all stuff that like matched my personality. But it was matched with a rat and I was like, well, okay, that's right. But I don't, I don't want a rat demon. Mm. They spread disease. I got dog. Yeah, well, his category was dog. And then I realised, then Emma was like, oh, no, you need to do the other quiz. I was like, oh, okay. And then I got husky, and I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. So Matthew got... Basically, because I just like walking. Yeah. That's what, that's what it is. And you're, you're very like... <laughs> yeah, oh, I am. I'm excitable. Uh, so, yeah, Matthew got a lovely big husky, and I got a rubbish little rat. 
<laughs> As usual, Matthew comes out on top. <laughs> hey, yeah, that's true. <laughs> the final chapter, chapter 38, the botanical garden. So Emma's favourites arrive the next morning, the Egyptians, and they greet the Malefa. And they, they carry Father Corum into the village because they can see he doesn't walk very easily. Mm. And they, the Egyptians hug Lyra and they're like, oh, he's back. And then they notice that Will stays very close to her, mm. that she doesn't stray far from him and that they're always next to each other. And they all share a meal in that evening and the people of many worlds, it says, share a meal under the stars. And Satamax shows them the window from the world of the dead and they say this is a special place and they, they're growing a grove around it. And say this is a special place, sacred place. And mm. John Farr's like, oh, this would not be a bad place to end. Mm. This is kind of like a um, a new kind of re- religious story. Yeah. What they've kind of... Cause, yeah, you're right. Because after this, they won't an assembly of people from all worlds won't be able to be made again. Mm, that's true. And they're also the obviously looking at the place where like what's going to happen when they die and, mm. and it's very beautiful. Very bibly. Yeah, very beautiful scene. Mm. Bibly kind of not very bibly but very like it's got it's religious. Got, it's got text. A sort of narnia vibes. Yeah. To an extent, which yeah. is like fantasy bible. Um yeah, it's it it's nice. Mm. And the next day, the Malefa gave Mary a bag of some of the seeds and the seed oil. Mm. And they're like, I hope it will grow in your world, but if not, you've got the oil, use it well. And she's like, Oh, he's really nice. <laughs> I'm just imagining her planting it, and it, and she's just. Rubbish. And she forgets to water it. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, Oh, okay, that's lost now. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> So the Egyptians voyage across the sea because they say that they need to cut through into their world, but the worlds have become misaligned. Mm. So they're not lying flat on top of each other, they're lying sort of sideways. And once all of the windows are closed, then they'll lie back on top of each other again. Are they, they going to go through a window to get they're gonna, back home? No, they need to cut through where their home is in their world, mm. but that's not the same place anymore because the worlds have... And misaligned. Oh yeah. I think Serafina Packler talks about that. So at this point, because I thought that, that Lyra was going to go with Egyptians, mm. but the they end. actually go somewhere else. Yeah. I guess they go into a different window. And this is what kind of reminds me of the um, Lord of the Rings ending, where yeah. you think that Frodo is going to stay with his hobbity friends, but then he doesn't. He he goes off with um, Gandalf. Gandalf. Galadriel. Yeah. Into the West. Yeah, and this is a bit like a... Bittersweet. Bittersweet endings, you know? So the... So I've written the children here, but they're not children anymore. So Lyra and Will, Mary and Serafina Peckler enter Chittagatse and Mary says that she'll help Will settle in their world. And Serafina shows Mary the way to see her demon. Mm. And it's a kind of the same state as reading the Elethiometer or doing the... Um, what was the Chinese sticks reading that she does called? Um, I've forgotten, but yeah, the Chinese stick. The, I don't know. Hmm. Doesn't matter. And it's, and her demon is an alpine chuff. 
What's that? A Little bird. Little bird. She seems like someone who'd have a bird. Yeah. Can I just say something? Because you said um, Mary said she was going to help Will settle in mm. her world. Sort out the social services. Yeah, what I liked about this was that, you know, at the end of the day, they're bringing it back to admin. <laughs> and yeah. you know, I was thinking... And the everyday know, issues that Yeah, when, when Will goes have. back to his world, there's going to be a hell of a lot of admin to sort out. Mm. And Mary is there saying, okay, we'll, we'll get social services involved. We'll um, help your mum out. Mm. I mean... Get some proper help. Because, like, I mean, that whole piano teacher yeah it's like <laughs> it's been three years <laughs> it's been so long <laughs> i don't know what to do with this woman um so yeah mary's there she's gonna sort it all out okay. she's gonna get all the paperwork done she's gonna hope I, it'd be nice if she ends up looking after will mm. so they they go through into mary's world and will's world and lyra runs to the botanical gardens and finds her bench there that she knows from her world and they agree to both be there on Midsummer's Day every year. And they say, you know, if, if we find someone else to love, we can't think of, we can't compare them to each other. We've mm. just got to love them. And But if we can come back here every year, that'll be enough. Oh, mate. I know, it's really emotional. I'm imagining, like, Will marrying some woman, and she's like, you're still going to that bench. <laughs> I'm well, just, I I'm just not happy about you going to that bench I don't think he anymore. would tell her, because it's like... <laughs> So I met a girl from another world. It's like, yeah. it's not going to go down, is it? Yeah. Um, I'm just imagining a Jeremy Kyle, where... Yeah. Someone... My, my husband's <laughs> girlfriend from another world. Yeah. It's like, um, wasn't there a Jeremy Kyle in the... I know, it's Trisha <laughs> in the Doctor Who episode with the ghosts. Yeah. And it was that, like, I, I love my ghost. Do you remember that yeah. one? Yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, this Doctor Who comparison. I don't know why we didn't make it before. Mm-hmm. The um, most emotional episode of Doctor yeah. Who. Where... Rose. Rose and... Um, the Doctor. The Doctor get shot off from each other. Mm. It's like this. With the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe they're going to do like that in the TV show. They're like... Yeah. And then they have that <laughs> music playing. <laughs> I just did a really ridiculous face. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. <laughs> and then they have a final kiss and it's very clumsy and Will lets Lyra back into her own world and then suddenly, that's it, she's gone. It's very emotional. And so he knows he has to break the knife and so he, he puts it into the air and thinks of his mother, but that doesn't work. He actually cuts a new window, makes mm. another bloody spectacle. <sighs> and then Kiravas just looks at him and says, Lyra, because... That's the thing that's distracting him. Now. Yeah. And then that time it works and he collects all the bits, mm. the pieces of the knife. So they're still there with him. Yeah. He's still the bearer, but it's broken. There's no Yurik Berenison to fix it. And he collects him in a handkerchief and puts it in his pocket. And Mary says, look, I'm going to be your friend for life if you want me. She promised Lyra that she'd look after him. Mm. And so they walk walk away together. And I think they're going to be good friends. Yeah. Because, like, who the hell else are they going to talk to about all this? I know. Kind of sucks for them that they're in a world where literally only two of them know about it. Because at least Lyra has, like, the master and, like, yeah. all that, you know. And, and their world's a lot more magical as mm, well. It's more fun. Uh, yeah, Mary, Mary Malone is going to be the uh, the cam for Will. The cam? <laughs> the cam from Tracy Beaker. 
Yeah. <laughs> and the final scene is three weeks later, Lyra's back in Jordan College, where it all began. And she's having a meal with the Master and Dame Hannah. Mm. And they say the Magisterium came to power and then suddenly it drifted away again and it had liberalised. Mm. And we, well, we know why that is, don't we? Yeah, no. The knock-on effect of Metatron being pushed into a big pit and the big dust, old hole, the dust coming back, mm-hmm. knowledge coming back. I suppose. Lyra doesn't really know what to do with herself. Is they're like, "What about your future?" And she's like, "Well, I, I could go and stay with the bears or the witches. They'd take me, but I don't have any money." And the master says, "Don't worry, Ezreal left good amounts of funds, but actually." He hadn't, and the master was just going to give her some of his own money. Oh, so Lord Asriel to not even It's so the master as well. The master's really nice, and oh, so Lord Asriel yeah, to just, be like, oh, yeah. I have a dependent. I was just thinking about me <laughs> and my journey. Well, his, his journey, journey was, in his mind, more important than anything else. He's such an artist. <laughs> he is. <laughs> but then Dame Hannah, who is a female scholar, which mm. is something that Lyra previously frowned upon, suggested that she come to her school and mm. study the alethiometer privately with her and in her extra time. She's like, it's time that you had girls of your own age. And, and then Lyra's like, ooh, don't know about that. But it does Maybe seem like the best idea. Yeah. It? it will give her a chance to get the alethiometer knowledge back. Mm. So Lyra and Pan go into the gardens and he says, yeah, I think I'll accept the dame's offer. And they talk about their mission and how they need to build something. They're like, what is it that that we were told by John Parry? We have to build, build what? They need to build a heaven in their own world. The Republic of Heaven. And that is the end of that. Yeah, so... Well, doesn't she sit on the bench as well? No, she's walking through the garden. Oh, okay. Mm. She's going to sit on the bench another time. Midsummer's Day. Yeah. Come on, Emma. Are you even reading this book? I was reading the book. But I mean, yeah, it was a lovely end. ending, mm-hmm. and it, it it tied up a lot of holes. Mm-hmm. And even though I previously was like, oh, I'm annoyed that they didn't win, that they won by love, but it kind of, it does all make sense, doesn't it? Mm. And. I'm very happy with how it's ended. But I'm also really in, um, interested to read a book of The Book of Dust because I know that's sort of a prequel. The first one is a prequel. I think The Secret Commonwealth is actually a sequel. Yeah. Because when he was writing it, Philip Pullman was like, it's a same-quel, like it's happening at the same time. I was like, what? Yeah. Oh, I was in The Book of Dust. So I think the third one might be during the events of his Dark Materials. Potentially. Oh. I don't know what the third one's going to be about. But yeah, you, you want to read the Book of Dust? Yeah, I do. Mm. Um, and we're also thinking of... It's di- very different. <laughs> yeah. It's good. It's different. We were also thinking of doing a podcast after his Dark Materials TV series is finished. Mm. We've just watched the penultimate episode, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Um, it would be good to sort of have an overall discussion about what we thought of it. Yeah, I mean, it's really good and there is actually a lot to discuss, I think. I think once it's over, I want to re-watch the whole thing. Yeah. Because we, rather unusually in the modern era, they've been releasing one episode per week. And yeah. I'm like, what happened last week? <laughs> yeah. I can't remember. 
So yeah, that would be nice to to um to have another episode of. Yeah, and we'll talk about the absolute fitties that they've t- they've cast, mm. and um, the differences, and maybe some criticisms. Overall, for the books though, for the series of books, which are my favourite books in the whole world, yeah. what are you going to give them out of ten? If I'm if I'm giving them a ten, I'll give them an eight. An eight. Have you read any better books? Yes. Which were? Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Yeah. Fair. Um. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. I think Harry Potter. Harry Potter is dead. <laughs> <laughs> I think Harry Potter has a bigger place in my heart because mm-hmm. of the age I read it. Yeah. But also. Um, J.K. Rowling is very good at writing mystery novels in a very satisfying way. Yeah, that's true. Oh, and I, one of my other big favourite genres is like murder mystery stuff. Mm. And um, it kind of kind of follows the arc a bit more. Mm. Whereas um, these books are a lot more freeform. What was your favourite moment in the books? Um... Or favourite bit or favourite scene? My favourite book... Favourite favorite chapter. I'll tell you my favourite book mm-hmm. was um, The Subtle Life. Mm-hmm. And my favourite chapter was when Lyra and Will meet in Chittagatze, I think. Oh, really? Why? Um, Just because it's two worlds I, It's colliding. very, like... I really loved the feel of Chittagatze. Mm. I loved the description. Mysterious, wasn't it? Yeah, and it, it, it just it gave me a kind of a warm bit, like... Nostalgic, weirdly feeling. I, I just, I just really like the feeling. Right? I need to show you that essay I wrote about oh, yeah. scenery and. I do yeah. really want to read that, um, but yeah, um, and I just really like those two coming together. Because mm-hmm. you meet well at the beginning of series of book two, and you're yeah. like, what? Yeah. And then you're like, oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, but maybe I don't know if that. I don't know if that's my favorite, but that's what just sprung to mind. Um, I did really like the Bolvanger chapters in the, um, in the mm. first book. They're very exciting. Um, I liked it when all the, the world of the dead get released and mm. float out. In the battle or the initial opening? In the initial opening. When they fade out. Yeah. And Roger's smiling face yeah. looked back at Lyra as he disappeared. But yeah, I, I did really like these books. Good. Well, that was a glowing recommendation. So read these books if you haven't. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably should have. But if you haven't, have give it a read. And we'll be back with a little review of series one of the TV show. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening.